Dan, I don't want you to look to your left. Um, there is a stranger sitting next to us. What's up with this? Yeah, eyes to the front. Don't be distracted by this man to my left. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so everyone out there in podcast land, this is Joe and Dan from the Woodhounds. We have a guest with us today, and I think you all will be very interested to hear what this guest has to say. I'm excited Um, to hear what he has to say. (laughs) I always enjoy talking to uh to our guest it's always a pleasure yeah so so everyone and out there let's introduce our good friend bob nelson of hey the guys. wolf of the wolf ridge log splitter company how are you bob i'm doing well how are you guys doing We're great doing very well and it's yep. uh it's great to have you on board bob and um you know it's still just kind of weird uh, when i think of you i think of of Metza machines, I think of Yappa, and now you're yeah. you're with Wolf Ridge. You are uh, certainly becoming a uh, a high profile hard hitter in the firewood industry. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, it's been uh, the last uh, I would say six months have been kind of an interesting turn of events for me, and um, it was a lot of stuff that was not planned, um, but it just the way things ended up um, kind of panning out. You know, you never know what, what life, what kind of curveballs uh, life's going to throw you. And um, I don't know, this is a curveball that, uh, that I caught and I'm kind of happy I did actually really happy. I did. (laughs) That is uh, the funny thing here though, Bob, is if you remember back, I first met you at Wolf Ridge at the very first firewood frenzy Yeah, is when I first met you. And now come full circle, you're at Wolf Ridge and here we are. Still yeah, hanging yeah. out, talking. <laughs> it's it's interesting how, you know, years ago, um, I would say at this point, it was probably six years ago, uh, Chris Wolf and I both had a mutual dealer, um, a dealer that was that was selling the Yappa stuff and that was selling the Wolf Ridge stuff. And it was when Chris and I were both very young in our positions. Um, I think that I think that I started doing the stuff with Metza and Yappa within months of when Chris started doing his log splitter stuff. And, um, so we, we kind of, we, we, we worked at a few shows together and, um, you know, ended up starting to build a friendship right then. And over the years, um, I've worked a lot of trade shows, I would say alongside Chris and I, and I know how, um, how he does business and, and how his customers uh, feel about him and things like that. So, um, that was not, <laughs> it was never in my mind that I would be, someday working for Chris, but it's something to think about when you are, are thinking about doors that you leave open in your life, so to speak. Like, cause you never know, like when you burn a bridge with somebody or, or something like that, you never know how it could possibly come back to you. And I'm not the type to really do that anyway, but it was a great, I don't know. We just had a great friendship, I think over the years, just as we were growing the businesses. So it makes sense in, in the wood industry, just as an example, and I'm sure other industries are like this too, that you have a lot of competitors, but you also have friends and some of those are one and the same. You know, you go to, you go to a show and you get a, a flat tire with your trailer and somebody that sells competing product will call you and be like, Hey, do you need a hand? That has li- literally happened to me before. And, yeah. um, yeah. I would try to do the same thing for others. You know, there are some people that in the industry can be, 
um, abrasive, you know, or some people that just would never want to deal with you. But by and large, the industry, the firewood industry, people, people know each other and people have a pretty good mutual respect for each other. Yeah, it's kind of like you're building your own network, you know, even if they are competitors or not, um, there's still that yeah. network and that happens in every industry. Yeah. So I want to make sure everyone out there in podcast land understands, you know, who Bob Nelson is. They may or may not know. So Bob was the general manager of Metsa Machines and he started, he had this idea of using social media, using YouTube, Facebook to market the company, to market the products that they were selling. And what had happened over time is that Bob became a pretty popular guy. He wasn't just, um, you know, Metsa Machines wasn't just a, an importer. They were, they became a very renowned and nationally respected company uh, yeah. right out of his hometown in Merrill, Wisconsin. And that's how I met him. And I've known Bob before YouTube and social media uh, because of him selling the Yappa firewood processors. Yeah. And um, so Bob, you had this idea and you know, YouTube was still kind of a, a small footprint with firewood. There was only a few channels out there, uh, yeah. but what was going through your mind with using social media as a way of, of selling your products? Well, you know, we, we had those products here when we first started importing those. Nobody knew who we were, uh, either as Meta or as Yapa in the United States. So, um, you know, I was comfortable putting my face on those products and and selling them and doing demonstrations and things like that. But as a as a manufacturer, you know, especially with something like that that wasn't as well known, there's only so much that you can do as yourself. So, trying to get some other outside opinions and real real world experience with it was where we wanted to go with it. And um, I think this stuff kind of happened by accident. You were going to do some video work with the Ultratech trailer, uh, which is, which is I, I think, what I originally asked. I was like, hey, I'll, I'll give you a break on the freight on this trailer if you can do a video for it. And then the stuff, you know, when you started filming your firewood processor, people just started watching and watching and watching. And, and uh, I mean, you're... Your channel is a very big part of of Yapa and I would say my my own success in the firewood industry. And I, and I think that's where the benefit of social media has really been shown with like Yapa processors. Like it's one thing to see a picture on a website or to see something in a magazine, but to see actual footage of one running, you know, for twenty minutes or fifteen minutes, yeah. whatever. I think that's right. what really started putting. I'm, well, in my opinion, like Yappa on the map was being able to see what they can actually do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no question. And that is when, uh, you know, Bob and I, we met at the Paul Bunyan show uh, two years before I bought my first processor, the Yappa. And what I had known about Bob was he was a very good salesperson. He was, he was good at um, demonstrating the machine. And he made it personal. Uh, there was that personal connection because I'm serious. It's scary <laughs> buying a $30,000 processor, you know, because oh, there's yeah. not a Yappa store right down the road. Right. Um, and what Bob finally closed the deal with me was he said, there is, you know, there is nothing on this machine that cannot be fixed. And at that point, too, because he hasn't sold very many of them, 
Uh, he had said, if you get in over your head with this, I will personally drive to your place and fix it for you, which at that time he was able to do it because, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, you didn't have a lot of machines out there. And that's right. what, um, you know, and then when we, he, he hand delivered the machine too, because I think it was also early in your uh, yep. sales career with that, that, that you were wanting to deliver it because it was a learning experience for you as well. Yeah. And that's when he had said, you know, if you get a chance, maybe that my daughter had been sent home from school because of the, um, you know, because of the, the pandemic. And he had said, if you can put a couple videos of this thing up, that'd be great. <laughs> and I didn't know what I was getting into at the time, but I did just that. And um, the, uh, you know, I don't technically, I never really technically worked for you, but a lot of people felt that way because of our relationship. You kept showing up in my videos and certainly <laughs> yeah. the Yappa had, um, had, uh, gained a lot of traction because of that. Yeah. And, and it's like, uh, you know, you bought that machine. And I, I think that a lot of people, uh, probably not earlier on, but as you, as you grew and gained more and more subscribers and, and all that stuff. I think people started to think like, oh, he's getting paid or he got, he got uh, that machine for free. And it's like, no, he bought that machine. Yeah. It just, it just ended up working out this way. You know, um, even so when I it. upgraded to the bigger machine, people thought I was given that and I wasn't. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, and it's like, um, like I can't help that he wants to keep showing the stuff. It's fine with me, yeah. <laughs> you know, but, but I think that, uh, we had a lot of fun over the years and, and, uh, you know, in my new position, I want to continue that. So. So in speaking of where you are now, you yeah. were you were with Yappa, you're now with Wolfridge. So what what is your role? What is your position now at Wolfridge Manufacturing? Um, I am in sales and marketing at Wolfridge. And so right now you can see me on their YouTube channel. Um, my my one of my biggest tasks right now is doing walk around and demonstration videos with each and every model. And um, we're also going to be working on some international sales things. There's a couple of projects in the works that I can't talk much about, uh, but there's Ooh, some good, spoilers. yeah, good, or, actually, <laughs> tease, you, tease, tease. Yeah, that's to say, 2024 should be a fun year for us. Um, and uh, well, Bob, um, it's none of our business, <laughs> and I, I take pride in minding my own business. But you know, I mean, things can happen at other places, yeah. or you just might have felt that you've reached your your potential and you wanted to just see what else is out there. But you got to think in the firewood industry, um, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of established businesses. There's a lot of businesses that are growing. You know, yeah. did you really ever consider about leaving the firewood industry? So, I, I'll be honest. And this this last year, let's say 2023, um, I didn't have a plan on changing positions. I was uh, up against some challenges, and um, you know, I, I got to a point where those challenges uh, frustrated me to the point that I just, I had to try and do something different. And um, it's important to note that that had nothing to do with Yapa. I, they, they have always been um, great to work with and uh, their machines have been great, their support, you know, and, and the guys left behind at Metza are, are great guys too. But I, you know, in my this time in my life, I, I just turned I just turned forty. I did not plan on starting over at age forty, but I got to a point where I said, "All right, you know, it's time to do something different." And yes, it was scary. I didn't have a plan. I 
I gave notice in August and then I said that I would work the rest of the show season and I did that and um, I don't think that anybody knew that I was departing until, you know, it was probably the um, first week of October or second week of October. I think I announced it like on Facebook saying that, you know, Paul Bunyan's going to be my last show or no, it would have been, it would have been like the first week in September. I don't know. Sometime in September, I announced that, <laughs> uh, that Paul Bunyan was going to be my last, uh, like one of my last shows to be at. So um, at that point, I had hoped that there would be, uh, I guess I had faith that there would be some, it, things would work out, you know? Um, it's yeah. hard to, it's hard to, um, when you're in a situation like that, it, it's scary. There's no question about that. But if you're in a situation where you need to make a change, um, the best thing to do is make the change. So basically, I went to I went to the Paul Bunyan show, and I didn't know if I was going to stay in the firewood industry. I didn't know if I was going to do something completely different. And at that point, I didn't have anything on the table. I thought, all right, I'm just going to, once I'm done with this, I'm going to um, take a month or two off and then figure something out. And when I was at the Paul Bunyan show, I cannot tell you this, this community of firewood, firewood producers, um, content creators, manufacturers, everybody. I had so many people coming up to me at our booth, giving me handshakes, giving me hugs, talking, you know, well wish all this stuff. And I was just, I was so overwhelmed by that. And I was thinking to myself, like, I, I, I have to stay in this industry. Like there was so much positivity from, from people, you know, and, um, sure. I, it's not that, it's not that I, I, I didn't expect it. And I don't mean to sound bad by saying I didn't expect that, but I, I really didn't. And so, um, it, you know, after I had made that announcement, um, I had a, a few different, in total, there were four different places that reached out to me. Um, two of them within the firewood industry. And, uh, when, I had talked with Chris, um, I, you know, I said, yeah, I, I said, let's talk. We, you know, he said, I, he said, I could use you on our team and I said, okay, let's talk, but I, I got to take a little bit of time for myself first. So, so I did that and I think I met with him. I think I finally met with him sometime in November. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was probably like the third week in November. I, I went over to the factory, met with him, walked through a bunch of stuff and, um, then there was another company that I was, that I had talked with as well, that I was waiting for, uh, you know, he was going to write me a job offer. And so I was waiting for that job offer. Um, and I explained this to Chris too. And, and I said, uh, there's another guy that that's making an offer. You know, I said, you still want to get together knowing this? And he said, yeah, let's get together. So we did. Um, and I was still waiting for that, that other job offer. And then maybe two or three days after I met with Chris, Chris sent me the job offer at Wolf Ridge. And, uh, you know, I, I'd still not gotten the other one and I'm like looking at Chris's offer and I'm thinking, you know, like this could be really good. And I really, I was thinking in the back of my head too, like the stuff that I had experienced at the Paul Bunyan show and like working with, with you, Joe and Dan and, you know, like hometown acres, one eye customers, all these guys on YouTube that I've worked with outside with Shibe, you know, I'm like, man, I, I still want to stay like involved with these guys, you know? And, um, so anyway, yeah, I got the job offer from Chris and then maybe a half hour later, I got the job offer from the other guy. Oh and no, like, that's just the way it works. <laughs> isn't it? 
and I, I'm just like, I was, you know, I was home with my wife and I'm like, I got this job offer from Chris. I said, it looks, it looks good, you know? And, and, uh, then I get the other one too. And I'm just like, are you kidding me? Like, you know, um, <laughs> so, you know, in that other job offer would, it, it, there was potential for more money in it, but I would have been, um, doing something completely different and kind of building something again, sort of from scratch. And I, I just, it was like an easy decision for me to do something that would be more fun, if you will. Um, the, the interactions sure. that I have with people, you know, doing these videos and, and doing like this podcast today, this is awesome, you know? Um, so, so yeah, then I, you know, I started at, I started at Wolf Ridge, I think the first week of December. And, uh, the first thing I did was a YouTube short from, uh, on Chris's page with the, uh, 17 VS vertical splitter talking about the engine certification and the comments on there were just hilarious. You know, people are like, what happened? What, you know, like, what is he doing <laughs> here? Why, you know? So you're, uh, you're still wearing red and black, but it's for a different company. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So Bob, I, um, when I look at you and then I learned that you're 40 years old, I think you look great. I don't think you look a day over 39. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, congratulations there. Thank you. <laughs> but you, but your skills. Okay. So you're in the wood industry. You're in the firewood industry. You got experience with machines. I know that you have very good mechanic skills. Yeah. Uh, you're, you're excellent you. with a wrench. Um, but the one skill that you had, uh, that I think makes you very marketable is that you're an, you got, you're an importer, you know, how to import items and export and ship overseas. Yeah. And I know right now of companies that struggle with that. And I mean, you, you can do that, like, you know, just buying something off of Amazon. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So you, you are a highly marketable person when you're on the open market. I would imagine uh, that you probably had more community. I mean, you had four serious inquiries, but I'm sure that you had a lot of people uh, calling you and reaching out to you. Yeah. And, you know, at the time you're thinking, okay, what am I going to do? I quit my job, you know? Um, and you know, it's like, I quit my job. I was there for seven years. Um, and I had no intent. I had, I had planned on that being, you know, my career. And, uh, so you quit your job and you're sitting there kind of scared. And Joe, I think that you can probably relate to some of that because, um, you know, when you left your corporate job, you started firewood. I mean, that was scary too, but, oh yeah. It still is, Bob. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, but, uh, but yeah, it was, um, it was, it was interesting. And I, and, and all like, like I said, all the positivity that came out of that, I was just freaking blown away. So, um, it's sometimes I think that we think less of ourselves than, than we really should, you know? And I think that that happens to everybody. Um, sure. Yeah. <clears throat> So you, you mentioned um, like sticking with firewood because of you you know being familiar with it sort of and kind of something that you yeah. you knew and and so was was part of your decision also based on being able to like remain like are you are you from did you grow up in Merrill or are you oh, where are you from and is, was that part of your decision is staying kind of close to yeah. your Wisconsin roots. So basically, yeah, I've been in Merrill since uh, second grade. So yeah, I, I, I'm basically grown up and from here. But when this whole thing started, uh, yeah, we were entertaining the idea of relocating if, you know, if the opportunity presented oh, itself. Oh, really? 
So yeah. um, I had talked to Bob about um, relocating to Ohio and working for Ohio Woodburner. Uh, he was all for it except for the pay because um, yeah. <laughs> it, it didn't pay anything. That, that, that job yeah. offer didn't quite hold up to the other two. Yeah. Dan, we yeah. both know what it's like to work for Ohio Woodburner. Oh, so. we definitely do. <laughs> bring, your, bring your own gloves. How about a water? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we, we thought about relocating. Um, and uh, right now I, I, do, I do a lot of my work remotely. Um, and then I go to the factory a couple days a week to try and get, uh, get content and everything else. And, um, it's a, it's a good, it's a good arrangement. And, um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy with what I did. Everybody knows what the housing market is right now too. So to try and replace the house that I'm in by moving somewhere else, it's just, it's ridiculous, you know? Sure. So the other big question on my mind is what is it like going from running Yappas to Wolf Ridge splitters? Have you had to, uh, adjust your, you know, you, you actually have to handle rounds of wood yeah. now. You can't just buck them and drop them and split them. <laughs> yeah. So I guess, um, you know, it, it, it's, yeah, it's way different. And, uh, coming from a processor, you know, I would always run processors and I was always I mean, it's spoiled in the essence that, yeah, you just throw a log on there, cut and split it and you're done. You know, um, I can say that with the Wolf Ridge stuff, obviously, you know, my biggest thing with, with selling the processors was that diameter always mattered. Now uh, diameter doesn't matter. Diameter yep. doesn't matter. <laughs> so yep. that is, uh, that is a very, um, that's, that's really cool because I don't have limits that way. Um, you're right. You got to buck the stuff and everything else, but it's amazing how much firewood you get out of, let's say last week for firewood Friday, I did that 16 inch round through the 12 way on that 28 C. And it's like in two minutes, 48 pieces of firewood. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's crazy, um, how much power these machines have to just, to just push through, uh, whatever we feed to them. So yeah, from that standpoint, it's different. And, and now I have to, I got to get my chainsaws, you know, warmed up and everything. Dan, you'll be excited <laughs> to know that I'm using my Husqvarna 550 XP right oh, now. Gosh. Um, Jeez. yep. And I'm taking it into a steel zone too because pretty much it seems like everybody at wolf ridge is uh steel <laughs> so i'm going over there with my house barna but i did just buy the superb hobbyist firewood saw the 500i I oh my goodness Be because i used yours <laughs> when i was at your place the day after my last day at the last job i was at your place for that little get together which yep. was freaking awesome by the way um and well needed uh, based on my situation. Um, and yeah, so then you were like, yeah, you drive the 500i and holy crap, just the way that it yeah, makes itself into the wood. And just, I, I was like, just I so everyone knows what happened there is Bob asked me to run the 500i and I told him, grab a hold, hang on. This will change your life. <laughs> yep. And look at it now. Here we are documenting. Yep. It's true. <laughs> And now I bought one. Yep. But on another note, I didn't want to get it dirty yet. <laughs> and I have a 28 Jeez. inch bar on it, which I don't need for cutting, you know, 16 inch rounds for these um, demonstration videos. So my 550 XP had been sitting in the garage for probably four years. And I think on the 15th pull it popped and then it finally started to run. <laughs> so I was, I was happy about that. It was empty of gas and oil. And I don't know if I emptied it or if it had leaked out, but 
I refilled both those things and uh, it worked great. Even when it was last week, uh, let's see. No, what is today? today? It was this, it was, uh, yeah, this Tuesday I did the Wednesday video and it was minus seven when I was out doing that 22 RS video. And <laughs> so I went out, I cut my rounds first, got back in the truck and then did some, did some takes with the splitter, got back in the truck, did that a few times. My equipment held up and I did too. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it sounds to me that the 500i is becoming the saw of choice of the professional hobbyist out there. I like but that. Bob, here is, uh, there's something that I need, I think that needs to be said. So when all okay. of this happened, you know, uh, okay, I'm, I'm an influencer on YouTube, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, but I, I am dependent on my firewood processor, my Yappa 405. I bought it. It's mine. So I've always looked at myself. I'm a firewood producer first, and then I'm a, a YouTuber. And yes, I was a little panicky there for a second. And I, I remember when I first talked with Bob, he immediately said, you are in good shape. Metza is in good shape. They have a strong bench. Uh, his, the replacement is already, in, you know, is is a, a person that's committed to customer service and committed to you. And that has been the case. I'm just going to come right out and say that. Metza Machines is an excellent company and they're doing great. Yeah. So honestly, you know, leaving that was the hardest part about leaving that was, was the people, both my employees and like you guys, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, I had to do what was right for, for my, for myself and my right. family. Um, yeah. I'll tell you like, uh, Ken there, he w had been a good friend of mine for a long time. I hired him and he does all of like the service work, the setups with the Yappa stuff. If, if you call and you have like customer service question on the Yappas or something like that, he's the one that'll take care of it. And I mean, he is sharp. Um, and, and he's been, he, yeah, he's, he's an awesome guy and he's, yeah. um, He's a great asset for them, and he's a great friend to have, too. Pat and Ryan also, you know, the owner and Ryan, they were both at my uh, open house or my uh, cookout that I had right before the Paul Bunyan show. Uh, very responsive. So, yeah, every, cool. everything it, everything's in good shape there. But I'm just so happy for you, Bob, because I look at you as, you know, one of the, the, the big personalities one of the the big faces of the firewood industry and and not like on the you know production but i mean like of the machines that everyone just falls in love with and they just follow on youtube you know i i think it's a short list you know i think of chris uh chris wolf i think of andrew easton i think of you uh you're you're right up there with the uh the big names of our industry thank you yeah and i and and i don't um i don't try to act like that either that's i think why when I when I, I was like I said at the Paul Bunyan show, I was just overwhelmed um, with the amount of support and like positive comments people had for me and things like that. I um, yeah, it, it's uh, well, that's good to hear. That, so we don't we don't have to refer to you as Mr. Nelson anymore. Then is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Mr. was my dad. Mr. was my dad. That's what my dad always said about his dad. <laughs> so. Okay, so Bob, you grew up in Merrill. You went to high school yes. in Merrill. Yep. Okay, have you ever like moved away or lived anywhere lived anywhere, um, anywhere else? Yeah, like 15 miles from here. Uh, I stayed in an apartment for two years while I was doing some college and um, I worked at a factory down there. A bunch of friends and myself uh, rented an apartment together. Uh-huh. 
right. But then, and then ended you... up buying our house. You know, that was between living with my parents. Then I lived in that apartment down there. And then we ended up buying a house in Merrill. Sure. And you're, so you're married and you have a family. Yes. Why don't you just uh, yep. uh, let us know yep. about that here real fast. Yep. I got two kids. Um, I have a, a 11 year old daughter and now a four year old boy. And the 11 year old daughter wants to start getting into firewood stuff, which is kind of fun because um, we've got a piece of land and actually she likes to watch the, uh, um, the back 40, the, the Friday night live stuff, which is usually relatively clean. So it's okay. I don't have to explain too many. <laughs> I don't have to explain too many weird things to her. Um, but she wants to get into doing some firewood things. And I think that this, um, this spring and summer, we're going to try to make our own little wood yard out at this land. Um, that's probably about 20 minutes from my house. And so I have the chainsaws and I have a Wolfridge splitter I can use. Um, and we've got a tractor out there. So we're going to make a little wood yard and maybe just try to sell, I don't know, maybe 10 cords this year or something like that. You know, that's awesome. Maybe get her started up in a bundle, um, business. You yeah. Know? Yeah. We mm -hmm. can bring the Wolfridge bundler but, out there. But you the burn tiger. wood, but you burn wood as well, right? Yeah. So, so you have to make I, I wood do. for that. Yep, we do. What do you um, heat with, Bob? Which is maybe maybe that was the the main reason I had to stay in the firewood industry, you know, because I need firewood. There for my you house. go. No. <laughs> <laughs> there you um, go. Yes. I just have a little more so seventy one ten wood stove. It's uh, meant to heat like twelve to fifteen hundred square feet, I think, and our house is probably like sixteen or seventeen hundred. So it does a really good job um, when the temperature is like today. It's what fifteen outside, so it's doing really good. With, um, that's an that's an EPA out. stove. It's an EPA stove as a catalyst. It does not have a catalyst. It? it does not have a catalyst, but it has the secondary burn. So okay, um, when you've got it going, if you look outside, there's no smoke. There's just heat you can see coming out of the chimney, Excellent. which is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Bob, the big thing that myself and I'm sure many woodhounds out there want to know: Can you right here, right now, inform us of any? secrets from wolf ridge that are going to anything coming out anything <laughs> any that we secrets. give us some a, a little nugget of something um hmm. I, <laughs> well maybe maybe it's not a secret it's not public yet but we're going to be doing more of the shows this year there's a couple of uh smaller ones that we're going to end up doing that we didn't normally do and actually i have a secret that has not been revealed yet we're going to do the firewood frenzy this year Oh, all right. So, so, and so when you talk about the shows, like the Bunyan show and all those other big shows that you used to be at with yeah. Yappa, you will be at again yeah. with Wolf Ridge. So yes. people who want yeah. to come so, out and chat with you can do it. Yeah. And that's exciting to me too, because like I said, there are so many people in the industry that are just awesome. And uh, now I get to keep that, keep that connection just in a different capacity. Nice. Well, uh, you didn't mention one show. Bob, that Wolf Ridge is coming to. Ah, uh, is it the is it the Ohio Woodburner Open House? Ding, 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 ding. ding you yes, win. <laughs> What's will, he win, Dan? <laughs> I will be there. Dan and I were discussing if we're supposed to go a day early or not because uh, you know we'll end up getting put to work and we know what the salary is down there. Yeah, hot dogs. <laughs> <laughs> hot, I didn't get hot dogs last year. Did you, Dan? Hot dogs and Wonder Bread. No, nope. <laughs> I got a. All I got was a bottle of water. Yeah. <laughs> An empty hat. It was empty. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, Bob, I have found this a very enjoyable uh, interview. 
I I think the world of you. And you know, our you're in like, my you. relationship it predates YouTube. I've known you uh, for a, a while now, and I've known you both professionally and personally. And I am just so happy that everything has worked out for you, and that you continue to be a driving force in the firewood industry, an industry that we all love. Yeah, thank you. And I will I will second that, and I will say that I think the reason that you've received the reception at shows and people know who you are is because of the person you are. I don't think if you, you know, you being you is what people gravitate towards and can see. And, you know, anything from the service, the support, everything that you've done for me personally has just been, you know, top of the line, top notch. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate the, that. The, I do have one complaint though. I was, okay. uh, when, when Bob, when all this was going on, you know, of course I was thinking, Hmm, maybe if Bob, if he, if he stays in the industry, you know, uh, we could work something out with some of these machines and I can get them put onto my channel. And then my little light went off inside my head. I called up Bob and asked if he could get a job for Maserati. And uh, we could, <laughs> yeah. we could get a Maserati, I could have the first Maserati firewood delivery vehicle. All right, Bob, it was great having you on the Woodhounds podcast here. But there's one final thing we need to do before we let you go. We, okay. we have a, a series of questions that we're going to ask you. They are rapid fire, one word answer replies only as quick as you can. Okay. This is a tradition we have here on any invitee to the Woodhounds podcast. We call this getting Woodhounded. (laughs) (laughs) And it is your turn, Bob Nelson. You are up. Now, Bob, you have to answer these within the allotted time. If you fail to do so, (laughs) that's that's to be determined. If you you fail to do so, you will suffer a significant Woodhound penalty. Okay. Uh, Dan, when you start the clock, I will ask the first There's question. Clock? Oh, yeah. Okay. We, oh, this yeah. is the timed the time. Okay. You're on the clock. Ready? This is All pressure right. here, Bob. Go. Bob, what car did you take your driver's test in? 1988 Plymouth Horizon. What's your favorite chainsaw? Husqvarna uh, 562. What is your favorite fast food restaurant? McDonald's. Where is your dream vacation? Mm, Florida. Do you believe in UFOs? Uh, I'm starting to. (laughs) (laughs) What is your favorite band? Ooh. Hmm. I would say it depends on the mood, but I prevail. I like that. You look good for a 41-year-old there, Bob. Uh, (laughs) What is your favorite firewood species? Ash. Would you rather go to a truck pool or a symphony orchestra? A truck pool. Who is your favorite historical figure? Hmm. Ben Franklin. Because he, I don't know if he did anything bad, but he created electricity, and I like that. <laughs> and the Franklin stove. Some of these guys have weird histories, so, you know, I, I just had to preface that. What And what is your favorite sports team? Uh, the Green Bay Packers. I don't follow them super avidly, but especially after the last three games, 
All right. Oh! <laughs> you made it through. Barely. So well, I think the yeah the jury is going to be out a while on this one, Dan, on how just Bob like my answer handled the woodhounded process. So yeah, yeah. I don't know. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time, Bob. All right. All right. Well, Bob, I didn't win the prize. No. Uh, no, you didn't. You were All deducted right. minus one thousand on your chainsaw answer. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't used the. I've only used the 500i once, so you know that might change. 562, the 562 saved me cutting pieces out of a stuck knife at two trade shows. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, anyhow, Bob, uh, Dan, and I both, from the bottom of our hearts, want to thank you for sitting down with us and uh, being interviewed on the Woodhounds podcast. It means a lot. Yeah. And also, thank you for just being Bob Nelson in the firewood industry and being a uh, one of the faces on the Mount Rushmore of firewood. <laughs> okay. You're welcome. I'll continue to do my best. All right. And we want to thank everyone out there for tuning in to the number one firewood podcast in the world, The Woodhounds. And you can catch us on all of the major streaming services and on our website, thewoodhounds.com all right so now we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up bob you got one more test before you leave oh, crap all right yeah you got to answer a few more and questions when i yeah when i say and more. have when i say and have you say a great day okay uh so dan what do you say let's strike up the band and i am going to tell you to be safe and stay cool and bob have a great day <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>